Hey, everybody. This is Mandy, and I like candles. Hi, you guys and girls. Well, I don't like doing that. Hi, you guys and ladies. This is Ollie, and Tide Pods smell delicious. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away and left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Same ones you and your friends. So do you like to light candles or smell them or watch them burn? E, D, all of the above? I like to watch them burn. No, I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little firecracker. I really, I mean... I'm so far from my arsonist. I don't have any energy to be thinking about fire like that. Like, oh, it's fire. All right. But I actually don't. You Have you ever noticed that you can smell the candles more when they're not lit? Like when no. you just put your nose to it, you're like, oh, okay, this smells strongly. Then when I light it, I feel like it just gives off the tidiest little scent. Hmm. Just a white no shade. But do you think it's because, like, of the quad quality of candle you have, because my Yankee candles don't do that. Like I can smell them when they burn. I don't really buy Yankee specifically, but I bought some candles from Target, and they weren't like the cheapest form. It's not like they were mm. dollars. So mm. I have a, um, I think it's called Cardigan Sweater candle from Target, and it smells delicious. But I also, and it wasn't cheap, like you said, but I smell it when it's burning so i don't know maybe it's the area you have it in i don't know like it's too strong to permeate the room i mean the room yeah like too big of a space interesting i don't know i feel like that's a read but i'm just gonna take it oh no 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 take it (laughs) like like you might be able to smell a candle better in the bathroom than you would say a kitchen or a living room because of the bigger bigger space yeah okay yes that makes sense yes (laughs) Like, you trying to tell me my room smells? No, 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 no. I, I take offense. Mm, I am not trying to give it. Do not receive the offense. Nope, it's too late. It's white and it's picket and it's wrapped all around my house. Oh, oh well. Well, take care of your dog and you have a, you have a dog. Two and a half kids. All I can handle is a half a dog for real. You think so? It's two point five kids and a dog. I know, but but I can I, I can only handle half a dog. Two point five is a dog. That's all. Oh, two and a half kids. Like a dog is a half dog. person. Mhm. You know how people like to think of. Well, that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this I'll put coming it in from the pet day. owner. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, coming from is. the person who just who, yeah, it is. who can live with an edible. <laughs> maybe I will put that on my topic for today. I don't know. We'll revisit. Okay. Do you have any goal updates for today? How do you know it's been November coming? It's going well. I have had. A few free dinners. Okay. By free, I mean other people paying for them. Not that they were actually free. So that was nice. Got to do with Taco Tuesday. There are some wings on Wednesday. Um, the wing Wednesday wasn't even planned for real. The Taco Tuesday was expected. So 
Not only did I get free food, but it was themed according to by the days of the week. Okay, but what was the theme? Wing Wednesday and Taco Tuesday. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> when you say theme, that's not what I think of as a theme. I just think of that as a daily special because of the letters. I'm thinking you meant like Taco Tuesday and everybody come in football gear or Wing Wednesday and you wear, I don't know, a mustache and get like a free soda or something. When you say theme, that's uh, what I think of. No, that's not what I meant. All right. There was something, and I thought I wrote it down, but as I look at my notes, it seems as though I didn't. There was something towards the goal, though, that I wanted to say, and now I can't think of it. So I'm going to say, what are your goal updates and see if I remember Goal updates. The only ones I really have are in regards to so that whole no dairy thing. I'm just throwing it out the window because it's just not happening. Um, <laughs> I had cheese pizza yesterday and a lot of other dairy filled drinks, so that's not happening anymore. Um, I finally updated my calendar this past week to show November, so I erased all the October <laughs> stuff. I will like to know. I would like to know. I didn't really get to celebrate. My favorite holiday, so I'm going to have to celebrate my second favorite holiday, which is, like, the days following New Year's for those candy sales. Because when I tell you, okay, it's really hard being in the coupon and clearance community and having all these new people join the community that don't know what they're doing. So what you're supposed to do when candy and holiday stuff goes on sale, it goes on sale in waves. So it'll hit 50%, then it'll hit 70%, then it'll hit 90%. The day after Halloween, the first day of November, I went to the store, and it was just 50% off. I just went to go scout to see what they had at that store, and the shelves were clear. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I hate being in the city where these people don't know how to coupon or wait for clearance deals or research when you should actually go because you would save so much more money. So, And it was like that at a couple of stores. So that was a bit frustrating that I didn't get to participate in that. So, yeah, that's just it. I updated my calendars. Um, I haven't said um in a long time on this podcast. Basically, I updated my calendars, and I'm not doing no dairy anymore. I'm not going to try to do dairy, but... I'm not going to avoid it either. Yeah, my understanding is, like, humans aren't supposed to do dairy, but I'm also like, cheese tastes so good. Yep. So, (laughs) which is how I feel about most of the things that I'm not supposed to do. I'm just like, so you're trying to tell me to not enjoy my life. You're trying to dictate (laughs) how I enjoy this horrid, horrid world and all of the things that I have to face in it, you want things to be more horrible by taking away the things that I enjoy. And Mm. um, in the words of M'Baku, Mm -hmm. I will not have it. So (laughs) I don't know. I knew that that's what he says. For some reason, you said in the words of M'Baku, and let my people go came to my head. I don't know why. (laughs) Girl. I know that's not, not legitimate. Let my people sounds go. like Moses. <laughs> I know. Sounds... Moses, I know. Baku, 
same Maybe thing. Maybe I was thinking Okonkwo, even though I feel like that's not um, on the nose either. Do you remember reading that book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okie dokie. Wait, I remembered something, but not the exact. It doesn't feel like the thing I was supposed to say, but um, I haven't been working out, and I'm Mm -hmm. going to make a conscious effort to bring that back. I I let that go as one of my goals, and based off of some things that were going on this week, and because the holidays are coming up, and if you don't try to counteract it, all you're going to do is end up with a Thanksgiving 20 and be like, what happened? So for my own personal strength and health and to try and start before January 1st so that by January 1st, maybe it'll be a habit. Who knows? We'll see. I'm going to try to start working out again. So fingers crossed on that. Yeah, fingers crossed. I can definitely support that. I'd already decided that um, I hate when, not hate, but I'm just, whenever people do this, I'm like, just start now. I've already decided that. So I've been doing calisthenics, but I haven't been super strict about it. But I decided in January I'm going to create a strict schedule just because I feel like things would have calmed down a little bit more. Not like I'm one of those people, oh, it's the start of the new year, so this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I just need things to kind of get back on schedule first. So I'm with you on that. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. So when you think of things to talk about here, why don't you write them down or make a, like, mental, like, a digital note in your phone or anything like that? I do write them down. That's why I was oh. confused when I looked at my notes that it didn't have the goal update that I knew I felt like saying. So I was uh. like, well... Let me see if I can remember whatever it was that I thought I needed to say. But gotcha. it wasn't there. So then <laughs> okay. didn't come back to me. I didn't have a Celine Dion moment. And it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back. I really like Celine Dion, guys. I don't know if we've ever talked about that on the podcast, but she we haven't she is my girl. Oh, I yeah. Oh, I love Celine you haven't talked about going to see her residency. I mean, I don't talk about going to Vegas because she ain't got the money. And by she, I mean me. <laughs> so, no, all right. Okay. <laughs> that's the main reason. I haven't Vegas been to Vegas for anything. Place, for a cheap place? To visit Maybe to from visit. the coupon lady. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, but I would definitely send coupons your way if you needed them or trip stuff. Like, Vegas is a cheap place to visit, so... I'm just saying, like, if that's something you want to look into. Now, the thing I'd be concerned about is how much those tickets cost. I'm thinking that's, like, more than 200 No, you know, Celine. More than likely. But especially if I was going to go, she's one of the first people in this modern uh, group. Well, I don't know how modern Celine Dion would be considered, but um, when you go back in the day and you would say Liberace, and then you come to anyone that had music in the in the nineties. Um, I would say she was one of the first people that did the whole residency thing. And she's been there pretty much ever since. Like she didn't leave. It wasn't a short term. So in my opinion, she's probably fine tuned that show. I did watch an online version of it on YouTube, but that one's probably old by now because I think it was at least five years ago since I watched it. And she still sings her face off. 
and she has a mean shoe collection. None of which is in, you know, the shoe collection isn't important to the show, but I can just appreciate that she has it. Gotcha. Do you have an entry for This is a Safe Space? So I wrote something down <laughs> for This is a Safe Space and a main topic, and I didn't know which category these things should go in. So instead of saying one or two, I'm going to say um, pick A or B, and then I'll make whatever that one is my safe space entry, and then the other one my main topic entry. B. B. All right. So for my This is a Safe Space, I will be talking about listening to and knowing your body. Okay. And really responding to those symptoms and um or those reactions that your body's having. So that's even more so why I was why I made the decision to start working out again. People close to me have been having things going on with their bodies and I don't want to say, you know, they waited too late because as long they're still alive, they're still functioning. So in my opinion, it's not too late that they responded to whatever's going on. But, you know, when when you really get in that position where your body sits you down and then you find out, oh, these are things they've been feeling for a long time or this has been stuff that's been going on for a long time, but... As humans, we just kind of have a tendency to ignore it until it becomes normal. Like, for example, I wake up in the morning and my arms and my legs are tingling. You know, like kind of like when your body falls asleep. But in my Mm -hmm. mind, I'm like, I know that's not normal, but it's probably my body's like, you need something. But I'm just like, well, now at this point, every day I wake up and my arms and my legs are tingling. So I'm just like, yeah, well, now that's normal. Now that's a part of my life. My arms and my legs tingle when I wake up in the morning. And then all of a sudden one day I'll find out my arms and my legs fell off or something. You know, I'm being um, hyperbolic. But the point is, like, when something's going on and you don't register as being something to take note of or serious or look into, you don't want to wait for it to become, like, a serious problem. And then you can't reverse the damages. What do you think about that, Ali? About waiting too long to take your health seriously? Yeah, well, not, yeah. That's like, I guess, the plain version of saying it, but just like really acknowledging like when you have, your body's doing something and you're just like, all right. I am, or I have become one of those people who's like, if you feel a tingle in your thumb or throbbing in your toe or in your head, go to the doctor. If you have that availability, if you have like that insurance or that care, anything like that, that's the kind of person that I've become. I used to be like, unless my hand is like halfway falling off and bloody, don't call anybody because stuff adds up and it's expensive and yada, yada. But now I'm just like, if you're trying to live or if you're trying to be on this earth for 
X amount of time, then you have to take care of yourself and you have to listen to your body. And I know that's easier said than done because it's easier to say, oh, I have stuff to do. I don't have time to worry about this headache or maybe I'll just pop some medicine, which just numbs it. It doesn't take away the headache. It just numbs those nerves so you don't feel the pain or the pain sensors, receptors aren't receiving it as much, but it's still there. The issue is still there. So, Ugh. I, I get nervous when I've talked to people who are like, oh, yeah, I fell down like three weeks ago and my back is still hurting, but I'll be okay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, <no. laughs> like you just allow it to become your new norm. And it's right. like, none of this is normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then yeah. five years down the line, if they, you know, make it to five years, then they have all kinds of spinal issues yes. that are like very yes. serious. Yes. And I feel like it's important that you look at the bigger picture like that. Like, yes, this might be a temporary bruise right now, but like you said, five years down the line, maybe five months down the line, this turns into like a slip disc situation and you have to have a replacement. And it's like if you would have just trusted yourself or trusted the process of going to go check somewhere, then you might have been in a better place health-wise. So, yeah, it's important to keep up with it and to listen to your body and yourself. Like, also don't ignore yourself. If your gut is telling you to go check something or that something's off, don't just brush yourself off. And I think it's important to remember, like, the older you get, the less recovery your body is going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was in college, the very first (laughs) week I was in college, I got, like, or the very first week of classes, I got, like, a cold, which is super annoying. But I also think I didn't really go to, like, the campus nurse or doctor because that was a very frustrating experience. You would be in there all day, and you wouldn't really get anything. You would They would give you, like, a prescription, and then you still have to then go to a pharmacy when it's just a frustrating. I, I can't even. I can't even go back to think about it because it's going to anger me. Oh, no. Anywho. I ended up with a cough for months from that one time of being sick at the very beginning of the year. I went home at Christmas time with a cough, and my mom was like, I heard you coughing all night long. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I just have a cough now. Like, I didn't even think about it (laughs) because I'd been coughing since the beginning of the year when I had a cold which is nonsensical, but that's, you know, like I said, that's just was a new part of my life was coughing every day. But I feel like back then I was harder though as a younger person to take care of yourself. Yeah. Especially like college friends running around. Like, I don't think that we're taught, especially I, I don't think I was taught like, Hey, if you have a cough or something serious, go to the doctor. That wasn't my priority. My priority was, studying, hanging out, going to class, getting some sleep, napping, skipping class, like <laughs> going to the doctor yeah. on my to-do list. Definitely not. There was this guy I was talking to that had bronchitis for as long as I can remember. And <laughs> it was very annoying to me because he was like, oh, it's, just, it's not a cold, it's bronchitis. You can't catch bronchitis. So I was like, I don't care if I can't catch bronchitis. You sound terrible. Why are you just walking yeah. around like that is normal? Yeah, no, no, that wouldn't be me. There, like, I wouldn't be going to 
No, I wouldn't go to the doctor, but I definitely wouldn't go to class. I especially hate to be that person who's, like, trying to, like, stop a cough, and then it gets out of hand. You know, when you're trying to, like, stifle something, it's like, uh, and then it just goes crazy. Like, uh, uh, uh. So, no, I would definitely just sit this one out. <laughs> but, like, as I get older now, if I were to, now I have enough knowledge to know how to take care of myself. But what if I caught bronchitis now and my body, and I haven't been taking care of my body in other areas? So my body's just like, well, now we're going to, it's going to be a full-blown infection. You can't just go walking around with that cough. You're going to be bedridden or whatever. Or um, when older people, like, fall, they don't just fall and, like, well, <laughs> let me get back up because as women, we tend to have that ankle flop, <laughs> like nobody's business, <laughs> even in <What>? flats. <laughs> even if you never had your ankle just go flop, flop, I think Kevin Hart like, had a joke about it. Like a rolled ankle? Is that what you mean? It doesn't roll. It just flop, flops. It just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of rocks back and forth <laughs> in an unexpected way. So you get unstable and you're like, whoa. You don't know about the flop flop? <laughs> I don't know. Whenever my lower body does something I don't want it to do, that's when I know it's time to, like, go on, like, an extreme weight loss thing again. Because I feel like if my if my body is toppling over or, like, doing something, I don't know. I've never heard of this flop flop, no. I'm thinking rolled ankle, but I'm thinking that's not what you're saying. I mean, maybe... The technical term is a roll ankle, but to me it's not <laughs> like a roll ankle because I sprained my ankle before, you know, doing something, and I'm mm-hmm. and it makes sense to me for my ankle to have a roll then because I was in the middle of doing something that could roll it, but that the flop flop just happens like walking down the street like normal. Mm. It just happens. I mean, it's hard to first call it dangerous because it's life. It's like I can't stop walking. How would I get to where I got to go? Yeah, but that's my point. Like, you got to be wary of the flop-flops as you get older because your body will fall and then something will break. And you can't handle the brokenness. Like, like. Like you, like when you're a kid, you just kind of fall. And people laugh at babies when they fall. but uh, And they laugh at old people when they fall, too. But if an old person falls and they break something, then it's not funny mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. That I've fallen and I can't get up, man. Like, we used to laugh at it, but it's legit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, this is on the nose, but it's really bad. So yesterday, my friend, like, accidentally, like, hit me in the arm. So, like, I did this whole dramatic fall, and then I did the whole call life alert. I don't have my necklace thing. And then (laughs) I thought about it. I was like, that's not funny. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Because they had to create a thing for where old people fall and they cannot get to the phone and they are home alone. They have to wear this necklace for the rest of their lives. However long or short it may be to say, please help me. I'm falling and I can't get up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you can look at people on on television. Like Alex Trebek has cancer. Mm-hmm. 
The man is as smart as I don't know what. He's everyone's favorite person to ask something in the form of a question to or answer something in the form of a question to. But even Alex Shabbat can't just, you know, stop cancer with his brain. He right. has to he had to t- listen to his body and take care of himself. Right. But one of the other things I think people don't, I mean, we talk about diet and exercise, but it's like, I've, there are, there are these, this was like, this might've been like right after college. There were these three like holistic um, vibe and um, nutritionists that I followed. And they were basically saying, if you switch over to a vegan diet, a lot of your ailments will literally just kind of start to melt away. Like, it's like kind of like a magical cure that nobody wants to talk about. And they're like, if you switch over to a plant-based vegan diet, a lot of your inflammations, a lot of your upset stomachs, your random headaches, like all your little, like, breakouts, like, of course, like the first week or couple of weeks, like, you'll see, like, immediate changes with bloating and fatigue and stuff just kind of transitioning. But if you change your diet that drastically from meat and dairy and other things like that, you'll literally start to see um, just natural cures. And that's always been in my head. I'm like, if it ever gets to the point where I'm told that I have like, like, I don't know, some terminal illness, I'm just like immediately, immediately I know I'm just switching to a vegan diet and I'll see what that, what that does for me. I mean, I remember being vegan, vegetarian and vegan and, I, it was it was fine, and I don't know. I'm not trying to like downplay it like it was fine. I mean, it was it was good. I had energy. Everything was cool. Everything was in order. I can't recall like really being sick during that time, but I know that that's something that I would definitely do if that's the diagnosis I was given. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, it's ironic that I even said what I said at the beginning of the podcast about I'm never gonna stop eating dairy. I like what I like, and you want me to be unhappy. <laughs> But if my body was forcibly telling me this dairy is killing you, I wouldn't be like, well, it's what I like, so I'm just going to keep eating it. Like, I would stop. (laughs) I still want to live. But in theory, I just feel like it's very easy to miss if my body was telling me, hey, this dairy is trying to kill you. Because right. I would be too busy trying to chew over the sound of my body telling me to stop eating the right. teeth. Right. And I feel like that's the case for most of us, like most humans. So I totally agree with you there. And it's funny, if it's something that is kind of good for me, I stop. Like, I was having this weird reaction to eating carrots. I, I was taking food with me to work and... Mm-hmm. Um, to save money, and it was fun for me because, or good for me, I should say rather, because a lot of the foods that I would take with me to work were healthy options. They were just probably the easiest thing to just mm-hmm. take and go. Anywho, I would take, you know, a package of carrots or I would have them in, in a container, and every day when I would try and eat them, I would feel heartburn. It's the most unexplainable thing. Like, it would make my chest ache ridiculously to the point where I'm like, I think it's the carrots. I think I need to I think I think need to stop eating these carrots. They're trying to attack my body. So I stopped. For other things, I'm like, oh, I see my stomach is getting a little bigger in a very strange and uncomfortable way. My pants are hurting 
on my belly area. I've never had this amount of belly fat. Oh, well, let me just go buy bigger pants. Like, no, <laughs> the same way I had the reaction to the carrots is the same way I need to be like, well, let me go do a sit-up because <laughs> this mm. isn't uh, normal. Yeah. Anywho, um, I say all that <laughs> because, as I said at the beginning, I've just been going through a lot with people close to me that they're trying to figure now figure out serious things that they may have to do, whether it's like go on medications or have certain surgeries or mm-hmm. anything like that, that of course is like not the choices you want to have to make. Like these are the right. last minute, last result choices. Right. And it's because not just that they didn't listen to their body, but they're like, there wasn't a real conversation about it because um, in one of those cases, it's something that I feel like if, and I said to like a different person, a different family member um, in regards to what this person's going through, but I'm like, yeah, I used to ask questions about my body and you would make it sound like that was doing a dirty thing. Like you can't ask those questions about your body. You just have to keep it to yourself. And it's like, well, how else am I supposed to find out if my body's broken? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how else am I supposed to figure out if that is normal or not? You can't act like it's the human body. You have to keep it to yourself. If, uh, like not to be gross, but like if my farts smell weird, I need to know that that's not how my fart should be smelling so then I can do something about it. Like really bad smelling farts is probably a sign of something being wrong in your innards. You can't just act like, well, everybody's fart smells. Yes, but does it smell like that? Does it smell like you're dying inside? Maybe not. Maybe that's something you need to to fix or change or look into. All right, I think I'm done with my ranting. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, I have two potential entries. I guess we could do the same. Would you like A or B? I would like A. Oh, I knew you were going to choose that one. Jeez Louise. All right. Uh, <laughs> That's not what you wanted. You should have made that A then. It's you not that I to... didn't want it. It's just that we already have spent a significant time in this is a safe space, so I'm I'm not sure if this will be short or not, but we'll just get it out. So today I reposted a meme that I saw from um, Moana, the Hatsukai, and uh, Tafiti, the antagonist, and, you know, when she – is no longer the antagonist, how she becomes like Mother Earth and whatnot. And basically, it's the mothers with their sons, and it had her as um, Tafiti, you know, the island goddess. And then it showed mothers with, <laughs> mothers with their daughters, and they had her as a lava demon, Takai. And that made me laugh, and it also made me sad because within the past couple of months, I've seen so many more conversations about people, okay, let me be specific, about children and how they feel with their parents or their mothers or their fathers, specifically their mothers, and how um, kind of distancing themselves has become the norm or how they're just kind of not accepting trash behavior anymore. And I guess I just wanted to discuss if there are any differences that you see, you could say within your own life or outside of it, that you see like mothers having a relationship with their son versus having a relationship with their daughters. 
do see a form of a difference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even know how to verbalize it in full. Well, well, I will say in my own family. I don't think it's that's true for every family. Right. Um, right. Especially depending on, like, the age group that people what fall into. Like, if the older sibling is the daughter, then I feel like the son is definitely going to get away with some stuff that the daughter didn't get away with. And then they try and chalk it up to, well, he's your younger brother. And um, we didn't know what we knew with them that we knew with you. But then if the older sibling, if the brother is the older sibling, then they're like, well, they're older, so they should get to do, you know, more things than you do. Why Why would we let you out? He's the older brother. But if they're, if it's like they're twins or if the older, if the brother is like the middle child or anything like that, then I'm like, nope, you don't have excuses. You're just showing preferential treatment. You're just behaving in a way that shows that you want to treat your son differently than you treat your daughter. It's choices. And I don't necessarily feel like moms treat their daughters badly. Hmm. Like, I don't know that it's automatically the whole Takai versus Tafiti thing, but it's definitely different. Huh. I I would agree that it's different, and I don't know if it's a babying thing. I don't know if it's a – so let me just put it this way. So some of the comments I saw, they were very intuitive. They weren't just people like, oh, mothers are trash, or dads are trash, or parents are trash, kids are trash. The people were really, really being insightful. One comment I saw made me think, I was like, I don't think this is my case, but one comment a young lady left, she was like, well, when I got older and started developing, my mom thought I was in competition with her, so she started calling me things like fast and um, like hussy and just kind of being nasty with me because my body was developing and she thought it was competition. I was like, that's wild. That's crazy. Not my story, but I was like, that's crazy. Another person was like, um, my mom saw it as, you know, women have to be stronger or caretakers, so she was harder on me than she was my brothers. And I was like, that's also trash behavior. Like, <laughs> a lot of their, like, no one was ju- justifying it. They were just telling their stories. And I was like, this is all not okay. Because I feel like anatomy-wise, men and women, boys and girls are different. But when it comes to raising a child, I don't feel like, there should be a difference like, oh, my son can go date at 14, but my daughter has to wait till she's married. My son can go outside and play and do hood right things with his hood right friends, but my daughter has to learn to be a caretaker of the house. Like, as someone said, they made another comment. They were like, my mom had me, this is a daughter, she said my mom had me washing clothes and doing dishes at 14. My brother just turned 21 and learned how to do a load of clothes. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> that just doesn't add up to me. Like, yeah. if I were to ever have children, like, that's just, I mean, 
given my own history of what I've gone through, I'm like, nope, not allowing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but I'm not going to raise them to be different in that way. Like, both of y'all can learn how to do the same things and take care of yourselves at the same time because you shouldn't be dependent on a man or a woman to wash your clothes for you. So it doesn't yep. make any – if that ends up being your reality and that's what y'all agree upon, fine. But if you're just standing there with piles of clothes until you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, that's a problem. Wait, you, and that just sounds – Dumb. Just sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I can't take care of myself unless I'm in my parents' home, which is one of the things that I often hear and see is that men will be I don't want to say baby, but like cared for longer mm-hmm. in the house with their their moms than women will. Mm-hmm. And it may be like that competition thing, like a man, like if a if a if a um, young lady's in the house with her mom, she's gonna be expected to do so many things that maybe she'll just leave because she's like, I need my own peace and my own mindset. And then a guy will be there, and they might still get grief from their mom, but the mom is doing so much for them that they're like, well, I'm still gonna stay because I'm still being cared for. Right. Enough that I would continue to, to be in this situation. That's a good point. And it's like a woman's like I'm a woman's not expected is not expecting to be cared for. It's just like I'm an adult now. I'm not right. gonna expect you to just do whatever for me. Usually. Typically right. I will say. There could be certain women who are like, Yeah, my mom takes care of me. That's my mom. Why wouldn't she? Yeah, there were those people in the comments, too, like, oh, this isn't my reality. But there were far more people. I'd say it was like a 90-10% split. Far more people who were like, yeah, that was my reality where my mother treated my brothers like this and I got treated like this. And I was just like, I can understand. <laughs> like, I do make comparisons to me and my brother, but even with that, it's hard for me to have, I think, an accurate depiction of it because my siblings are so much older than me so I don't even know what my sister's experience was fully like except for the fact that she was the oldest so she had to take care of my brother and she had to take care of me in some regard but when I look at my brother I'm just like well he was older than me and he wasn't taking care of me (laughs) like he like he would do a couple of things but he wasn't expected to do those things. Like my brother would, when I was in elementary school, he would offer to give me money if I got good grades. But that was something that he chose to do in comparison to my sister having to make sure that, you know, we stayed alive and we ate and we were clean or bathed or, you know, our clothes were clean, all that type of stuff. Like that was put on her not just to say, oh, well, you're the older sibling, so you should look out for your younger sibling. Hmm. Do you feel any kind of ways about it now, like, in regards to your parents, or do you just feel, like, thankful of your sister, like, any kind of ways? I'm very thankful to my sister. Um, She helped me get through college. (laughs) Like, a lot of the times when I needed money, I didn't even want to ask her, but my mom was like, you have to ask your sister, like, I don't have it to give you. If you need money, you need to ask your sister. So I probably wouldn't survive college if I didn't have my sister. But it, that's part of my point is, like, at no point was my mom like, well, ask your brother because he's your older brother. It's like she's always like, ask your sister. Or um, 
it's 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 just one of those things where I'm like the expectation, like you said, to be a caregiver was put on her probably because she's the oldest and in part because she was a, a woman that it wasn't put on my brother for. And even till now, it just feels like, like I said, like my brother offering me money for doing good grades in school. I, this is the one thing I do always say about my parents. Whenever my brother says he's going to do something, I feel like they would give him a lot of praise for it because they didn't have the expectation for him to do something. So right. <laughs> so anything that I would do, it's like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. And then anytime right. my brother's like, we should we should do this thing, we should figure this thing out, my mom would always be like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, he hasn't even done it yet. What are you thinking him <laughs> for? <laughs> and she I would think like, like I was being jealous. <laughs> right, and she would think I was being jealous, but I'm like, I'm not being jealous i'm just saying like why why give him praise for it before he's done the thing all he said was we should do this thing like the idea of him being willing to help see, seem to amaze you and and impress you so much that you're like what well, he need a stand ovation like let's let's do that but i don't think he's like fully got you know he didn't get grievance from my parents or he didn't, or from my mom in particular. Like it wasn't like, Oh, my brother can do whatever he wants. It was just like that one thing in particular always bothered me. I'm like, why are you giving him a pat on the back? <laughs> he hasn't right. done anything. Ooh, pat on the back worthy in my opinion. <laughs> okay. That's all I want to bring up is that I noticed the stark differences between mothers and their daughters and mothers and their sons and being an only daughter and having two brothers and feeling like the first one got away with crimes and the younger one, like, was never judged or anything, like, for things that he would do. Like, I don't know. It was just crazy to me. Like, the older one could do whatever they wanted to do because they were older and whatever. I'm the middle child. I'm supposed to know better. or I'm smart and I'm advanced, so my expectations are different. And then you get to my younger brother. It's like, oh, we're too tired to do anything. We're not going to discipline him. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and y'all are not that far apart in age, so no, it, it, didn't even, it doesn't even make sense in terms no, of. We're not at all. So yeah, like we are in the house being disciplined at the same time. How are you too, too tired to be to discipline him? <laughs> it doesn't make exactly. sense. Exactly. Exactly. Why don't you start with him? That way, you have enough energy to for him, and then maybe I won't get enough energy for you to discipline me. <laughs> Ever thought about right. that? Right, and it's just, like, wild things that, like, I, I remember clearly. I feel like I have a very good memory. Like, I my earliest member, mem- memory, <laughs> my earliest memory, my memory. I was three or four, but I have a very good memory, and it's just, like, when I've tried to talk to my mom about some of these things, she's not receptive, or she's like, I don't remember it happening that way. And I'm like, well, it didn't happen to you, and my memory is pretty clear. So <laughs> there are a lot of things you don't remember since you're older now. I'll bring up something that happened two weeks ago and you don't remember. So your memory can't be trusted. But since it happened to me, and since I'm bringing it up to you, like, yeah, like, this happened, and this was trash behavior. So 
it just really sucks when you have all these expectations on you, especially you and I talked about how being the smart child or having the intellectual expectations and it's just like, well, yeah, you're supposed to be smart. You're supposed to know this. You're supposed to know that. Like, you're old enough to know this. You're old enough to know that. And I'm like, I'm still a child. I'm the only girl. I see trash behavior and it's not being addressed. So, Yeah, and and I do think Imagine if, like, our we were literally only expected to be smart. Like, if we were told, well, you're smart, so you just need to focus on learning everything you could possibly learn. But that wasn't what was put on us. It was like, do all your homework, get all straight A's. We're not going to help you. And make sure this house is clean and you can't Ooh. go out. And that was blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Ooh. what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> and this is all true stuff that Mandy is saying, you guys. Like, literally all those expectations. that you can't go out. It's like the teen clubs. I remember there was this teen club called Warehouse or something. And everybody was like, you going to go? You going to go? And I'm like, what? to a teen club? Do you think my, my parents hardly <laughs> let me go to this youth group that talks about God once a week? They hardly let me go there. You think they're going to let me go to this teen club? Y'all are out of your mind. So, like I heard there was going to be teens there. They didn't know where she going out. It was like to the point where I would have to say whether or not Mandy was going. And if her mom approved it, then maybe my mom was 50% at the 50% line of maybe you can go because they, I want to say Christian-wise and growing up-wise, the households were kind of similar in regards to religion. But I would kind of like try to sweeten the pot like that. Well, Mandy's going and not like a, you know, like, because, so the way it was is like if Mandy can go I think you should consider if I can go because my mom's like well the households are kind of similar but still no you can't so (laughs) that's how it was for me but yeah I just noticed the differences and if you're out there raising young queens and young kings I would just hope that you would think about the messages you're instilling and the differences you're instilling because it could also lead to people resenting you people being your children because you let this one get away with murder or some kind of crime but didn't address this one or just kind of let it slide, and that's not really fair. That's all. Yeah. It's not fair. Whew. So that's why this is a safe space intro. I would, say, I would add one more thing. Not that it needs mm-hmm. to be fair because people always say life isn't fair, but it's not a good way to structure the world. Like if you want to make improvements on how the world is, if you – if you're in the world and you're constantly complaining about how you're being treated as a woman, because we were talking about how how it's a lot of times like the moms setting different expectations for for men, but also for men treating their, their daughters a certain way. But if you want the way that women or the way that people are being treated to be different, if you don't want people to look down on someone just because of their class or their race or their gender, that behavior does start at home if you set those traditions or those boundaries or those rules that as a man they don't have to do x y and z or they're not being held to a higher standard or they're not expected to do more then when they become adults you can't be confused when they don't do more they don't do better when your son isn't set up for success like they don't know how to take care of themselves they don't know how to balance a checkbook and now they're constantly asking you for money or any old kind of something like that like you never set that standard. They're living in an unclean home. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. If they do it and you put in the mm-hmm. effort, then you can at least say, 
that's on them. Those are the choices they're making. But if you never set that example for them and then you wonder why they behave like that, it's like, well, that's what you taught them to do. Right. That's what you taught them to do. And even you can teach somebody how to do something by not teaching them. So it's like you can teach them how to be dirty by not teaching them how to be clean. So, <laughs> yeah, I would I would use the word fair because what happens outside this house I don't really have a lot of control over, but I can control or I'm supposed to be able to watch and see and know what's going on in my home as best as I can. So I'm just saying if you're going to teach your daughter something that is applicable to everybody, all genders, then teach your son the same thing. Yeah. Being able to wash your clothes is definitely not a gender-specific task. It's really not. It's really not, you guys. Ooh. Okay, what's on your plate today? Well, the other thing that I had written down, and this is probably is better for main topic, but I also just felt like it could be a little sensitive, so I thought I would possibly talk about it, and this is a safe space, is the importance of height to people, like, in a relationship-wise. like H-E-I-G-H-T, like tallness? Yep. Okay. So dating <laughs> and dating like a tall man to a short mm-hmm. woman or a short woman tall, you know, whatever the range may be, average size. Mm-hmm. I was with uh, my parents this week, and my dad said something about him being tall, dark, and handsome. And I said, <laughs> you're not tall. <laughs> you have it too? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Mandy's dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That I'm going to tell him you were laughing at him. I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to mute myself. Oh, my gosh. Not too late. I'm telling him you were laughing at him. But I said, you're not tall. And he said, <laughs> he said he was tall to the point where I kind of did like a height check in comparison <laughs> from me to him. And mm-hmm. I am so I know I'm shorter than him, but you know, with my natural hair, with the same height. Anywho, he <laughs> <laughs> he responded by saying that when in his day or with my mom, he is tall because my mom is so much shorter than him than he is tall. And in my mind, height isn't relative, but I thought it was an interesting. <laughs> thing to talk about to say what is the standard of tall and then is it really important to mm-hmm. be tall, dark, and handsome or just tall in general like for men or is it more favorable for women to be short or just you know what I oh I definitely know I've seen this I feel like this is also this might be a 95-5% split it's definitely more favorable for men to be taller than women your dad is dark and handsome i would not say he's tall um i i would i wouldn't even say he's like really that much taller than your mom actually so that's kind of confusing to me my whole thing personally has always been i have two okay so if we look at my dating history i feel like no two people look the same like (laughs) so if anybody was like what's your type and i'd be like well, physically, it just, it ranges. Like, I like, okay, 
I like smart, funny, all the other good stuff. But when we get to physical attributes, I have two things I need. Or two things, well, three things, okay. One thing I need <laughs> is for the person <laughs> to be taller than me. Like, and that could be an inch, it could be five inches, it can be a whole foot. I do not want to look you eye to eye. We cannot be shoulder to shoulder and looking eye to eye. And I might have missed out on one of my soulmates because, this guy was shoulder to shoulder looking me dead in my eye every time I looked at him, and it made me very, very uncomfortable. And I don't know what it is, but I want them to be taller. I don't know if it's a look up, look down type of thing, but you have to be taller than me. The other second physical attribute is that I need to know that you can carry me in case I decide I want to be one of those brides that wants to be carried down the aisle all traditional like. So you got to be taller than me, and you got to be strong enough to carry me. Those are the only two things I really require physically. But, yeah, being taller than me is it's a must. It's, it's like there's no option. You have to be taller than me. It can be an inch, but you have to be taller than me. We cannot be eye-to-eye, shoulder-to-shoulder. That's a no for me. So why do you feel like – oh, I guess you said you don't know. Um, like, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. It, it, I feel like I feel less protected. If you're my size – I feel like if you're my height, you're my size. You could be even bulked out muscle, but if I'm looking at you eye to eye, I don't I don't feel like you can protect me. I feel like I would have to protect you, which I can do, but I don't want to have to feel like that. Mm, I kind of have an opposite feeling. I mean, I, I think people of all height ranges, Right. I don't know that the height is super important for me, but there was a period in time when I was really into – Skinny guys, like okay. very skinny. And part of that was me feeling like I could protect myself from them. Like, hmm. even if they probably most likely are stronger than me, I'm like, if I needed to, I could figure out a tactic to take them because they're small. Hmm. <laughs> so I could work something out that I could, uh, if I needed to, I could gain the What's it called? Advantage. Advantage, yeah. To get away, basically. Not to, like, fight them, but to just get away. Mm. I don't know that I feel that way now. Uh, Most guys are stronger than me, even if they're not taller than me. But I'm not, I'm still not really into the whole being tall thing. I'm just kind of like, I don't don't care. It is a different energy, though, to be with someone that's taller than you. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like significantly <laughs> taller than you. I still don't know what you mean. What do you mean by different energy? Well, if okay, so I'll give an example. I am five seven. Seven. If yeah, you, yeah, if you are between the heights of five seven and five ten, or you know, if you're shorter than five ten, to me, it still feels like we're the same height, even though you you'll be taller than me. I'm not looking up enough to feel like you're taller than me. I'm just like, oh, we're the same height. If I put on heels, we're the same height. So we're basically the same height because women's shoes often have some kind of little lift in them. Hmm. So little things that I do, like when I hold them, I don't feel like holding them around the neck or something because I'm just like <laughs> it's kind of like levels. I'm I'm more likely to to just hug them around the waist or something. Like the the experience that I deal with them in is very different. But when 
they're taller than me and I automatically have to look up, my body reacts differently. So then my behavior is different. Not all the way different, like my personality, but the way that I like interact with them is going to be different because because of how my body's positioned. That's the way I feel. Well, what do you mean, like your butt? Like, do you mean you get more coy and shy? Do you mean you get more defensive? Like, what do you mean your body reacts different from a very tall person? Like, if I'm putting my arms around your neck versus around your waist. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm more, how do I say, I'm more likely to want to do things that, how do I say, if if we're the same height and we're holding hands, I'm going to be the one to, like, take your hand, and I may lead in a certain way, or I may, I may not even hold your hand, because it's just like we're next to each other, but if you're taller than me and you hold my hand, and you try to let go, I'm like, no, hold my hand. And you'll walk a little bit <laughs> further up than me. It's just like my body has to maneuver differently for someone that is taller than me or bigger than me. And so that makes me respond differently. And it could be more, like you said, demure, or it could just be, I don't know the best way to describe it, but, yeah, it just feels different. And I can work either way. Like, if I like you, that's ultimately what's happening. Or, like, I think I might put my body more on you if you're bigger, if that makes sense. If we're the same size, I feel like I'm probably going to crush you or take up too much space. Well, are you so talking gonna... about height now or size? Because I feel like those are different. Like, body build and, like, in regards to size, to me, is different than height. So are it you is you're different. more girthy? It just feels like kind of like all of the above. If you have any kind of height or size differential that's that's more than me, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I'm going to put more of my body on you. Even if it is just tall and, you're, and your girth isn't that big, I still might lean on you more because I'm like, you can handle it, you're tall. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like we're same, same, I'm just going to look at you like, well, <laughs> let me just do my own thing uh, independent from you because we're on the same level, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have anything about you that makes my body have to, to change or shift. Oh, okay, adjust or reach or catch up to. Yeah, like, it's like okay. if my body isn't changing in any form, to respond to you, then my behavior doesn't have to change in any form. So it's just kind of like could be hanging out with my girls. Like I could possibly be less affectionate with someone that's the same size as me. Hmm. Not intentionally, but I'm just like, my body's just like, well, we the same. So what's the point? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I would like to know something else that I like about people that are taller than me is that they can like rest their chin on my head and I just think that is the cutest thing I'm just like is it like a puzzle piece (laughs) yeah my thing is forehead kisses and when you're the same size as me you can't really do that because your lips don't like you have to make a conscious effort to again either I have to adjust or you have to adjust in order to achieve 
this desired goals. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I guess we're not going to have any forehead kisses because I'm not about to crouch Dang. down to get them. <laughs> this just seems stupid. <laughs> Crouching down for a forehead kiss sounds crazy. Absolutely <laughs> absurd. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So do you look for taller people when you're dating or do you just let the chips fall wherever they fall? I just let them fall where they fall. Like I'm very much attracted to personality and behavior. Um, I was saying to one of my friends a while ago, I'm like, I can date someone that could be considered unattractive, but they have to like, because I've become more attracted to people the more time I spend with them, like the more I feed off of their energy. There was one guy in college, when I look back and think about how much time I spent, like mm. basically all four years I had like this back and forth with this person. And I'm just like, but like we literally had a nickname for him that was Bug, and it was because he was not that attractive. Like, we thought he looked like a bug, and bugs aren't attractive. But mm. I was attracted to him. I don't, I can't, couldn't explain it. Don't know, don't know what it was at this point, because now I'm like, oh, your personality is kind of trash, too. But if I'm vibing on your energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't always control who we are attracted to. It'd be like that. Right, and even though I might prefer someone tall, it doesn't mean that's who I'm always attracted to. Like I said, if you look at my dating scorecard, you'll see, like, a freaking up and down, up and down. Peaks and valleys. Yeah, and I think, like, I have one friend that is constantly saying I only date short people, and I think she's just saying that because my longest relationship was with someone who wasn't tall, but I'm like, I was dating all kinds of people, and a lot of them were tall. Like, so much taller than me. Right. On my plate, you're me Thank you. Thank you. I like it when you intro me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a couple of things, but I think I'm just going to stick to this one. I wanted to ask you, what's the first reality TV show you remember watching? Like, the original first reality TV show you remember watching? Oh, I forgot. I still about watch the challenge. <laughs> you do. You do watch I the challenge and Inferno the challenge. and all that stuff. Mm, okay. Well, they don't call it Inferno anymore, but yeah, it's basically the same situation. Yeah, see, I'm dating myself. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, girl. Okay. Just, just the first show now. I could remember watching, it wasn't real world because we weren't allowed to watch a lot of things. And then it became that we didn't have cable to watch some things. Then cable came back and we weren't allowed to watch things. But the first thing I can honestly remember watching, like a full-blown episode of, was the Jersey Shore. And What? That just, <laughs> when it comes to That's reality crazy. TV. Not I even know, like, like um, what was his name? Flavor Flav? Flavor of Love? No, because we weren't allowed. To, when I got older, yeah, but we weren't allowed to watch that and stuff in the house. So Dang. the Jersey Shore was the first thing I can remember watching. And I just, it, that came to me because this week I referenced it like three different times with three different people. And everybody was like, what? And I was like, all right. Well, like, why do you love Jersey Shore so much? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I love it, but I just like referenced it. And I was like, does 
does no one else remember watching Jersey Shore? Yeah, that was 2009. So, yeah, in college, see, when I had freedom to watch whatever I wanted to watch. That was the first reality TV show that I, like, watched a full episode of. And it's not like right then and there I became hooked on reality TV, but I was just like, this is interesting. (laughs) It's interesting that you didn't watch it until that time. I think it was 2007. So the reason why reality television became so big is because in 2007 there was a writer strike. So a lot of shows got canceled or just had, like, these huge gaps because of the writer strike. And then – um, the television shows networks were trying to figure out how to fill these time slots, and they found they started doing reality television. But they also found that reality television was a lot cheaper to produce mm-hmm. than scripted shows, scripted shows. and yeah. they were proving to be like super popular. So in the late 2000s, that's pretty much when there was like a boost in reality television, and that's why Snooki and them are so famous now. But it's interesting that you started, I guess, kind of in the mid-level, I would say, because reality television was always there, but you started, like, halfway through the boom, it feels like. You're like, oh, yeah, reality TV. I guess I will watch that. That is Again, right it's just what we were and were not allowed to watch. So, yeah, in the confines of my – I should be studying right now. Hmm, we have free cable in this dorm. Let me turn the TV oh, on. Oh, yeah. Oh, I started watching all kinds of things since I had – um, accessibility to it in college. That makes me think specifically of like what the first time I saw <laughs> the first time I saw Flavor of Love I didn't really watch it with the intentions of watching it. I was at my friend's house for a project and I don't know if I wasn't allowed to watch reality television, but I just wasn't, I, I just wasn't, I would watch like stuff, like I said, I would watch the real world and the challenge, but I wouldn't really watch a lot of it. And then I think VH1 was showing like some sort of movie, as it does, and they kept showing these back-to-back clips of on the next episode of The Flavor of Love. When Pumpkin was, no, yeah, when Pumpkin spat on New York. Mm-hmm. And the way that they <laughs> that they kept showing that um, <laughs> in the trailer to get people to watch, I was like, yep. we got to watch this episode. And mind you, this is like the second to last episode. So at that point, it had to go to watch all of the other ones to figure out what was going on. Was going Who, on like, she just yeah. spat on her? She just yep. spat on her? I've never seen someone spit on someone on television before. That's crazy. Like, like real-life people getting spit on each other? That's crazy. What show is this? And that's when my my deep delve into reality television really happened. And so watching that clip, we were like, oh, my gosh, we need to, we need to watch this. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. You're funny. Yeah, that's all I wanted to ask you was the first reality show you remember watching. But I wasn't a real-world fan like you were. Even when I got older and could watch some episodes, I was like, this is kind of boring to me. But that also was probably the time where, like, hijinks and being crazier was the thing on reality TV, not just watching. Yeah. Yeah, like, real-world just started off as a thing of, let's take a bunch of people who are different and put them 
in a living situation and see what happens. So it's like you know that there will be drama, but you're not trying to create the drama. Right. Typically, it's not right. like the producer machine that reality TV is now. So it had a bunch of seasons before it was like, okay, let's think of the most uncomfortable, crazy situation we could put someone in, and then that's going to be the show. Or even like Jersey Shore, where they were like, let's just take a bunch of really... uh, I'm trying to say this without sounding mean or rude or, like, judgmental. But, like, they weren't the polished people that, again, we were used to seeing folks on television be. Like, no one Mm -hmm. really went on television to act a fool back in the day. Like, they were trying to Mm -hmm. show them best their best selves, probably trying to get into working in the industry in some form. So you had to carry some sort of professionalism. Like, a lot of times people, even on the real world, they – and they had to go out and get jobs. Like people would always want to show, I'm the smartest, I'm the best, I'm the, I'm good at that. Meanwhile, then you had shows like like The Flavor of Love and and The Jersey Shore where they're like, no, we're just gonna party, act a plump fool. Like that's what we get. <laughs> this is a free vacation. Right. That, it's not only a free that. vacation, but y'all <laughs> gonna give us money after we have the best time of our lives. Right. Yeah. That's all I wanted to ask you. <laughs> oh. No problem. Okay, we're wrapping it up, you guys. Is anyone getting your underappreciated award for today? Um, yep. Today I want to give my underappreciated award to socks. As this mm. weather keep uh trying me with all of the cold bitterness that I'm experiencing. I just want to shout out to socks for holding me down, keeping my feet seas warm so that I can make it through the day. Nice. This is a first, you guys, but <gasps> I underappreciate the word recipient. So, yeah, oh. I don't like to just half behind things. Like, I really want these awards to go to people and things that deserve them. And I don't have a recipient for this week, so I'm not going to pull one out my behind. Well, good for you and your behind. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> but um, I do agree. Like, we're not just going to be like, let's give it to any old body just because we need to have it. Like, it's not uh, the most pertinent award. It's not like, what do we do if no one wins the Oscar? It's <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's a livable thing. We can go without an underappreciated award from Ollie this week. That means everybody else got to work a little bit harder so that you can win next week. Okay? Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, Mandy. Would you like to tell the listeners where they can find us? For sure. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Mandy and Ollie. Wait, no, that's not it. At MNO Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Maybe I thought I had it. That's where they can find us. <laughs> Feel free. I'm tripping. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. <laughs> you can send your comments and questions and feelings to our email at mandyandali at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast 
so that you know whenever we drop a new episode. Because as you're probably listening, this did not come on the other day that we dropped the other episodes, or maybe it did, or maybe it was later. No, it's going to drop. Just know it's going to drop. It's going to drop. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, your body make for freaking. And you take advantage of it every weekend. Every weekend. I heard some things. I heard some things. But I can't complain. Cause I stepped to you and I asked your name. Yeah, I came with game. Tell me your name. She said, Roxanne. Then you look so familiar. Yeah, you look so familiar. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.